0: Coming at you from Title I Studios, I'm Steph Scholl here with the Silver Dollar Man.
1: And who's the Silver Dollar Man? Why, me of course, Scott Stevenson.
0: All you real estate agents out there, the Utah housing market can feel like a rat race at times. You guys are constantly having to adapt
1: and change. And here at Nominations, how do you separate yourself from the pack? This is a weekly dose to help you with that. Today, we're going to be talking about home inspections. We have with us Harmony Nordgren from Nook, and cranny.
2: Nook and cranny
1: inspection services. I always always mispronounce that. I do it the opposite most of the time. Cranny cranny and nook. nook. Yeah, I go that way. Uh, But nook and cranny. And we're going to be talking to her today about the importance of home inspections.
0: Home inspections, they aren't required. So why is it beneficial for an agent to refer an inspection to their client? Because it's
2: not Required. There's a lot of speculation as to why it's important, but this is the largest investment of your life, typically, right? So, would you buy a car and not take it to the mechanic before you buy it? Mm, maybe, but most people don't. They take it to the mechanic and make sure it's not a lemon. So, same with a home, you know, the average house is what, $350,000, $400,000? You want to have it looked at and make sure that safe for you and your kids and your pets and you know your roof isn't going to fall in on you within the next three years you know things like that so it's hugely important to have an inspection on the largest purchase of your life
0: well that makes sense because a lot of times it's referral based right like mm-hmm. you help someone buy a home but in a couple of years when they sell and upgrade to a nicer home or a bigger home like you want that referral business and if you didn't get that and ins- refer that inspection to them, and the roof is caving in or whatever. They're gonna be like, I'm not using that, dude.
2: Yeah, right. Or structural For issues, you know or, um, you know, there could be issues with additional testing like radon, meth, you know, things like that that could prolong the process of
1: selling. So, those things you just ma- mentioned, meth and radon, they're not part of the typical home inspection that's done. There's something else.
2: Correct. Yeah. So it's an how, additional testing. Yeah, so how does
1: the how does a real estate agent know what tests are available? Who tells them that? Or how do they learn that?
2: <laughs> CE is hugely important for real estate agents. So having that continued education and that knowledge um, is really going to help them um, put more tools in their tool belt so they understand what's available. Um, So talk to your home inspector, find out what additional tests they are available to do, um, what they can do. And just knowing, you know, like Utah is, has very high radon levels. So as a real estate agent, you probably want to mention that to your client. Hey, Utah is known for having high radon levels. Do you want to have a radon test done on this home? Meth is kind of the new latest and greatest thing sure. for drug yeah. you know, users. So do you think that maybe you want to have a meth test done on this home because it's odorless? You know, you can't, you, there's really nothing that says, hey, this house is going to test positive for meth. There's no red flags really that you could say, hey, you need to have this test done. So real estate agents really just need to have as much knowledge as they can in their tool belt so that they can recommend pos- the possibility of additional tests to their to their clients.
1: So who's typically paying for all this? I mean, if I was a realtor and I'm thinking to myself, OK, I definitely want to get a home inspection, but there are all these other tests, radon, meth. Are there any others that you can think of? At the uh, there's right there? sewer
2: scopes. There's mold tests, lead tests. Uh, IQ
1: test? <laughs>
2: yeah. No, oh,
1: so there's a lot of them.
2: There is. Mm-hmm.
1: There are a lot of different tests. And typically, if you ask for that, is that going to be paid by the seller? No,
2: nope, that's going to be paid by the buyer. By the, the buyer. the buyer needs to have that confidence in them purchasing this you know, four hundred thousand dollar home or multi million dollar home, whatever it is, they want to have that confidence that they're making the right decision.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's typically not all that expensive to do all these, is it?
2: No, I mean if you're going to do the whole shebang, one, it's going to take a lot longer to have the tests done—not just the inspector doing them, but for the lab to run the tests—and um, it can get quite costly. So that's where the real estate's expertise is going to come into play and mm-hmm. say, hey, you know, this house is over a hundred years old. Let's maybe do a mold test, or let's do a sewer scope Um, so again it's what what knowledge does the realtor have to put in their tool belt um because they're not always going to need that knowledge but so it's all situational yeah
0: so say they do a test and they find that there's radon or that the sewer scope i don't even know what that test is
2: but like the the pipes
0: aren't working or whatever and they find something is the seller responsible for fixing that before
2: They're not necessarily required, but that's where the buyer's realtor can negotiate and say, hey, you know what? This house tested really high for radon. Um, That is a safety concern. Do you mind putting in a mitigation system, which is really quite cost effective. It's not as expensive as like replacing a roof or digging up sewer lines and replacing those. A mitigation system for radon is, you know, between $1,200 and $2,000. They'll ask for money off of the the purchase price. So it's good negotiating skills for the
0: buyer's agent. My brain's a marketing brain more than a (laughs) sales brain. If you find one of these issues, then, and you're helping them like take down the sales price or whatever, instead of a year down the road, and they are like, oh, we have radon or tests. They're just gonna be more grateful for yeah. that you went above and beyond.
2: Absolutely. Radon poisoning is the leading cause of canc- lung cancer in non smokers. So, Never. yeah, it's really scary. And I say radon a lot because wh- after we moved into our home, um, this was before I was even in the real estate industry, um, I had a radon test down and we have elevated levels. So we do need to have a mitigation system put into our home. But had I known that when we purchased our home, we could have negotiated on price or, you know, had the wherewithal to understand that our house has poisonous gas leaking into it. And having that tidbit of knowledge, you know, really
1: helps the okay, situation. Okay, so I got a question for you. Okay. Let's see how good you
2: are. All bringing out the big I'm out the big
1: Well, you know, if I'm a typical person or I'm a real estate agent, somebody says it's got a radon problem, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know really what that is or where it comes from. Okay. I mean, in other words,
2: what is that? Radon. Okay. So radon is the breakdown of uranium, which is naturally in the ground and it turns into a poisonous gas. So it's colorless. It is odorless. You really have no idea until that it's in your home until you do a specific testing. Um, It's a test that will either sit in your home for 48 hours or 91 days, depending on if you want a short-term test or a long-term test. Um, It sits in the lowest level of your home. Um, So if you have a a basement home or even slab on grade, your lowest level, lowest living level is where we're going to place that monitor about 20 inches above the ground, away from the surrounding walls. So inside your home, um, just to see if there's high concentration every house in the world is going to have radon it's whether or not it's a high concentration high concentration levels are going to be anything above 4.0 picocuries well, that sounds good. i know i'm getting i'm getting into i'm getting into chemistry here and i have a whole three-hour ce class on radon that sounds like a good <laughs> right. so basically just radon you're not ever going to think about it you know, because so can you can't you smell a, it or can anything. Can you
1: have a, a house that—10 houses in a neighborhood. Could two of them test positive for radon and yeah. the other eight? No. Absolutely. It just depends on— mm-hmm.
2: There's uh, no sure there rhyme or reason. Of, no rhyme or reason to do it. Right. Yeah, so you can have one test extremely high, yeah. and the house right next door have low levels. Interesting. It's, it, yeah, it's amazing. That is amazing. So, And some people say, well, if you buy up on the East Bench by the mountains, you're going to have higher levels. Mm, yeah, but you can also have really high levels down in the valley. So there's really no rhyme or reason. The EPA hasn't said, okay, based on these, 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 this algorithm says this house is going to be high if we're right on. It's not that situation at all.
0: Interesting. So is there like a common theme with home inspections, just your standard home inspection that doesn't have these extra tests that the inspector usually finds Wrong with the home? Uh,
2: can <laughs> yeah. Be fixed later. Okay. So a lot of things that get called out on like your basic home inspection mm-hmm. are going to be more of your safety things. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe if it doesn't have smoke detectors or um, the electric outlet. Isn't working. Maybe it could be wired wrong, you know, things like that. A lot of those are going to get called out. Major things that are called out that are really inexpensive to fix are going to be like your downspout extenders. You want to have those at least four to six feet away from your home. Otherwise, the water could penetrate directly into your foundation, which could break down the structural integrity oh. of your home. So a downspout extender is like what, 15, 20 bucks at Lowe's or Home Depot or Ace Hardware. And that's probably one of the number one things that gets called out on inspections. And it's a cheap, easy fix. So do you let a a deal, you know, go south because you don't want to replace a downspout extender? It's not worth it.
0: A lot of realtors have a meeting with the sellers before of like, okay, like these are the things that we should fix before we do the open house or whatever. Making sure that the outlets work. And the downspout. Yeah. So we actually have a whole list on how to prep your
2: sellers for either putting their home on the market or before having an inspection done. And some of those things are, yeah, change out your filters. The inspector is going to check your furnace. So make sure that, you know, it's a new filter. Don't mop 24 hours before you have a home inspection. Why? Uh Because... Most home inspectors have an infrared camera of some sort, and depending on the the quality of that camera, they can detect moisture and water. If you mop your floors 24 hours, you Mm -hmm. could potentially have lingering moisture Mm -hmm. that could be misconstrued as a water leak around the toilet when really the sellers mopped. So-
1: Now see, these are the tips that make real estate agents look brilliant. Absolutely. (laughs) Because if I was uh, selling my house and my real estate agent said to me, hey, we're having a home inspection, don't mop your floor 48 hours before that, I would be thinking, oh, this guy really knows his stuff, or, or gal. Yeah, it's it's just
2: like a little tidbit. They're like, yeah. oh, I had no idea. and it, Yeah, it makes them the superhero because then… They don't detect any water or moisture around the toilet.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, little things uh, are a a big thing. In fact, I will tell you this. One of the biggest problems I saw with agents having come from the insurance field, background, property and casualty insurance, home warranty stuff, is that they believe that if there's an inspection that there's some kind of guarantee on the house. And they pass that information along, or at least I, I felt they did sometimes, passed along that information to the client, so the client had an unreal expectation of what the inspection did.
2: Right. Is that making sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of pressure is put on the home inspectors because, you know, years down the road, if the water heater goes out, the agent will say, we'll call the home inspection company. Yeah. Well. well Years down the road, I'm, nobody's crystal ball is working. I always joke around and say, well, all our crystal balls are still in the shop. We don't know when your water heater is going to go out. But um, a basic inspector, you know, your traditional home inspector is going to say, you know what? Your water heater was installed in 1984. We've we've seen one that was still working from <laughs> 1984. Uh, the average lifespan, you know, based on this this make and model is 10 to 12 years. Um you might want to have a professional plumber take a look at it. That's it. They're not going to say your water heater is going to die within the next six months mm-hmm. or year. They're simply there just to say it's currently in working order um, based on the manufacturer's uh, information. The average lifespan is 10 to 12 years. Have a professional contractor come out or a professional plumber come out and, and
1: assess it further. Well, you know, that's the point right there. That's a, That in and of itself is a great point because… When the inspector comes out, uh, a lot of times what I saw was is that they would recommend that a plumber come out or an electrician come out, but then they wouldn't have the plumber or electrician come out. Right. And so then they'd work strictly off of a um, a home inspection, mm-hmm. but really the home inspector is not a plumber and they're not. Uh, an electrician, right. they're recommending certain things. And I saw a lot of times that there were recommendations made, but n- the recommendations weren't followed. Right. And so then when there was a problem after the house um, closed, then there was a lot of finger pointing. Mm-hmm. So the recommendation from the inspection company is, is the best thing that could be done.
2: Okay, so let me ask you this. Let's put it in a different perspective when you go to your doctor for your yearly physical um he checks everything out has you open your mouth you know he checks your ears and he says you know what Scott you've got kind of a kink in your knee there you know you're not bending it the way you know you really should be I would I would suggest you seek out a a I don't know. What's the knee specialist doctor? <laughs> you know what I mean? A knee doctor. Yeah. I would, I would recommend you go to the specialist and have him double check into this. You know, it could be a problem later in the future. Yeah. And you leave the doctor and you're like, I feel great. It's fine. And then a couple of years down the road, like your knee really starts hurting. And you're like, oh, man, I really wonder if I should have gone to that knee doctor. So that's... A, Essentially what a home inspector does, they will do, it's a visual non-invasive inspection. So they're not going to cut out behind walls, you know, Mm -hmm. just like a doctor is not going to cut into your knee at your physical and say, oh, you've got an issue right here. So it's a visual non-invasive inspection. And if they see an area of a concern, they're going to recommend a specialist for that particular concern. A roofing expert, plumber, an electrician. And that's where you come in as the home buyer or the realtor and say, you know what? I I am kind of concerned. This water heater from 1984, that's a long time ago. Let me contact a plumber to see if it's something that I need to repair right now or if it's still really gonna last me a little while longer. Just knowing what a home inspection is is gonna help greatly to avoid any confusion after the closing.
1: Yeah, and a lot of times, I. I- being in the home warranty business, immediately the um, the real estate agent will be under the impression that somehow the home warranty is going to cover it. And sometimes it does, mm-hmm. but sometimes it doesn't. Right. And I don't think there's anything worse than uh, having a problem crop up a week, sometimes days after a home closes. And it's been pointed out on the inspection, but the specialist, plumber, et cetera, Right. hasn't been called in in order to make a major assessment on mm-hmm. it and what needs to be done. Yeah. So that's a, a huge tip for realtors. And I love your analogy with the doctor.
2: Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's like if you have your inspection, they recommend you know, you call a plumber for the water heater, you move into the home, the water heater's not working, you didn't come you didn't contact a plumber. Is your home warranty going to cover it? You don't know that because you didn't call out that that right. contractor to come and check it out. Just like if you go to the doctor, you don't get your knee checked. A week later, you can't walk. And you can go back to your doctor and say, well, my knee isn't working now. Right. And you're like, oh, it's my fault. So, you know, there are proper steps to take during the home buying process to make sure that your client is going to be taken care of. So...
0: They're the ones that are referring a home inspection company to their clients. So what do you recommend to them to look for in a home inspection company?
2: Um, I always recommend vetting your inspection company first. It's like before you send a contractor out to your home, you look into them first. You don't just take any person off the street. You know, this is somebody that's going to represent your professionalism. So you want to make sure who you're referring is going to represent you well. Um, Look for an inspection company that one, has the knowledge because Utah does not have any requirements that says, to be a home inspector, you have to have done this, 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 and this and get this license. There's no inspection license for home inspectors in Utah. We're one of 11 states that doesn't require any licensure. So there's no requirements at all. You can have a guy that just got out of prison who's like, I need to get a job. He's got, oh, I've got a ladder and a flashlight. I could go be a home inspector. And he's going into people's homes while they're not there, doing inspections. Mm-hmm. When I say that in quotes, you can't see that on a podcast, but he's yeah. doing inspections. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so always vet your inspector. Make sure they have the proper education, that they are certified. Um, two of the major companies that do that, that are nationally credited, are InterNACHI. Um, some people say NACHI and ASHI. So Internachi.org or ASHI.org, you can check to see who is certified in the state, it's not licensed, it's a certification, Mm -hmm. to make sure that they have the proper education. They're required um, to follow certain standards of practice, just like a real estate agent is, um, to follow like a code of ethics. They're also required to do continuing education, just like a a real estate agent is supposed to. Whereas just any home inspector that doesn't have um, this nationally accredited certification, they're they're not required to follow any standards.
1: So what percent do you think I mean, I know you don't know for sure, but what percent of the home inspectors out there or home inspection companies have that kind of certification?
2: Uh, In Utah, it's very low. Is it? Because it's not required. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say, based on the amount of home inspection companies I have seen in the state Mm -hmm. um, versus how many names I have seen on InterNACHI and ASHI.org, I would say probably... 25% of the companies out there are actually certified.
1: That's pretty low. It is. So that speaks highly of those who actually have that certification.
2: Yeah, it says that they've taken pride and ownership in their trade and want to be the best at what they're doing.
1: Now, is it the company that's certified or the inspector?
2: It's the inspector, but it will list their company underneath.
1: Oh, it will. So you could have a company that has... I don't know, five inspectors, four of them are certified, one Mm -hmm. isn't certified. Correct. But I would think that most of the um, home inspection companies that have certified uh, inspectors are trying to get them all certified.
2: Absolutely. It's kind of
1: like a requirement job requirement yeah
2: it could be for a requirement a for that company yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I forget that I'm not teaching CE so I can like mm-hmm. plug my company yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah absolutely. so Internachi, they also have what's called a certified master inspector so mm-hmm. not just your basic certification this is this one goes above and beyond you cannot even take this test to be a certified master inspector until you've done 1,000 paid inspections whoa which some inspectors will not even hit in their lifetime so so you can go to, again, internachi.org, check to see who's certified in the state, and it'll say CMI next to them. So there's about, at the last time I checked, there were about 28 CMI certified inspectors in Utah, and you figure about half of those guys are retired. Um, so that leaves about 14 active certified master inspectors. We employ eight of them.
1: Whoa. Really? Yes. Wow.
2: So we take huge pride in the fact that our inspectors are constantly learning and training. We do trainings every week to make sure that they are on top of um, newest technology um, materials that are out there for homes. You know, they're, they're constantly changing throughout the home building process um, and and make sure that they have the knowledge to know what's out there.
1: Yeah. And I think um, at least my experience in the real estate industry is, is that, I'm not sure really the real estate agent knows how important a great inspector is. Um, because sometimes you're just going through the process, Mm -hmm. got all these things to do, and then, oh, here comes the home inspection. Right. And who can do it for me? Right. Uh, Without maybe doing… Who can
2: do it the cheapest? Yeah. That's usually what they're looking for. Yeah, who (laughs) can do it the cheapest?
1: And they don't really know that there's that much difference between Mm -hmm. the the home inspection companies. Mm -hmm. A good home inspection company can go a long ways towards solving a lot of headaches for the agent once they close.
2: Right. Absolutely. It's always, you know, everybody's always worried about, well, how much money are we going to have to shell out during this home buying process? Right. But, um, on the biggest, investment of your life do you really want to go the cheapest route do you want to take that gamble they always say when you're looking for a contractor don't go with the lowest but don't go with the highest find someone right in the middle and it's kind of the same for uh inspectors I mean do you really want to go with the lowest bid out there is it somebody that you know how many inspections have they done know the history of the company know their expertise know their education and ask the simple questions like are you insured uh, again, that's not a requirement in Utah. There's no requirements that mm-hmm. says to be an inspector, you have to cross off you know all these checkpoints. So are they insured? Um, do they have the education? Are they gonna be around in five years? What's gonna happen if they fall through the roof? Those things, they don't come into your brain as a realtor until there's an issue and you're like, oh my gosh. What are we going to do? The inspector just fell through the roof, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. you know? So just having that that information ahead of time saves a lot of headache.
1: Well, there's a term that I learned in the insurance business called commissionectomy. And what commissionectomy is, is that you get your commission, (laughs) commission and then after the property is sold, uh, something goes wrong particularly when it comes to like inspections or something not working properly in the home and then the agent now feels obligated to pay for the repair whatever it happens to be so they may have made xyz amount on the commission but now you got a commissionectomy which is removing some of their commission <laughs> yeah. which is a lot more than it would be for a great home inspection mm-hmm. to pay that little bit extra up front in order to um to get a good inspection on the home.
2: Right, and good good inspection companies will have that E&O insurance so that, I mean, inspectors, they're humans, they're not robots, they're gonna miss things. A good company will have E&O insurance so that if they do miss something, the e and insurance, errors and omissions, it's yeah. its gonna help recover the cost of that or help you know replace something that was missed on the inspection. Um, and that should give the realtor peace of mind because You know, they know that one, the inspector is looking out for them. And two, they don't have to have that commission activity, you know, (laughs) that money coming out of their pocket. I'm going to adapt
0: that term. (laughs) Well, and just thinking of of like, I'm a first time home buyer Uh right now. I'm under contract with the place. And just thinking if my realtor came to me and was like, okay, like, I really recommend having a home inspector. Here are three options. This guy is the cheapest but he doesn't have the certification, you know, like this guy might be, or gal, you know, I keep on saying it, but like might be a little bit higher, but like they're certified master inspector. I would want to pay a little bit more to be able to find, like just to have that assurity of like, okay, like I'm, I'm having an expert look at.
2: And when I say more, I'm not talking like thousands of dollars more. I'm talking like We've lost deals over $20. Are you serious? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Or 100 bucks, um, Because we do charge a little bit more for homes that are over 100 years old. There's a lot more to look at. A lot. So, you know, is it worth it to pay that extra $100 to have a very thorough inspection of a home that's you know, four times as old as you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously we want to do what we can to help as many people as we can, but look at things like their availability. Um, can they get you in, you know, without having to extend your due diligence deadline? Mm-hmm. Um, are they going to be able to get those test results on, say, any additional testing that you had done? Are they going to be able to get those test results back before your due diligence? Or does the realtor have to mm-hmm. do more work and ask for an extension? Those type of things are... are are greatly going to affect the entire transaction process. Are they, when are you going to get the report? Are you going to get it that day? or Are you going to get it the next night? So having that information is going to help a lot because think about it, if you're going to get it the next night because the inspector has too many inspections going on, is he going to remember, he, she see. she, we do have female yeah. inspectors. Are they going to remember every detail about your home if they have to go home and write up the report and then go home and then send it? Or are they going to have all the information in front of them and then send it to you right then and there? So just knowing all those little details about the inspection company that you're using really could, you know, delay the the, the process
1: of purchasing your home. Would this be a correct assessment? Now I'm 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 trying to put myself in the in the shoes of a real estate agent because. <laughs> This is really what this is all yeah, about is hoping, yeah. and, and helping the real estate agent. If I was in the position of a real estate agent and I was investigating some of these companies and I looked at at, at Nook and Cranny uh-huh. I hope so. <laughs> and I, yeah. And I say, hey, they, they have certification there because we're in a non-certification or licensed state. They have certifications. They're a company that's been around. I have confidence in them. And in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, they might be a little bit more expensive, but I'm not even sure I would present that right. to um, a buyer because if I'm doing my job as, uh, as a uh, uh, representative of the buyer... I might just say, here's the home inspection, and here's how much it costs. Uh, If I present, it can be lower. Sometimes people say, oh, I have the option. I'll go lower. But it's not really the best for the client.
2: Right. Absolutely. It's like when your friends are referring a realtor, and they say, well, I know so-and-so, and and I know so-and-so, and and I know so-and-so, but she's cheapest. You don't ever want to be known for that, you know. <laughs> yeah. We're the cheapest inspection company out yeah. there. Nobody wants to be known for that. Yeah. Um, so just think of it as how you would refer um, people. How you would want people to be referring them to you? Yeah. You know, don't don't talk about price. Just give them um, what's amazing about them.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I can see why Scott <laughs> like, had, had you come talk for C R C E class because Scott loves working with professionals and hearing all about oh, your yeah. like, Yes, this is a very professional company. Well, thank yes, you. Yes. Thank you. i so
1: grateful that you've come down here and talked. Come down here. I don't, they don't know where
2: you're
1: from. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're so grateful to have you here and, and and inform us in regards to home inspections because. There are so many facets to the real estate industry that I think as a real estate agent, you can get caught up in the marketing aspect. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of other aspects to um, selling a home that are important. So Harmony. Yes. Do you know the name of this podcast is Nominations?
2: (laughs) Okay. I love it. I love it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you are our first (laughs) guest on Nominations. And the way Nominations work is this. No one. No one, Stephanie, <laughs> comes on nominations without a nomination.
2: Okay, and the except me. <laughs> yes, except you. You came Thanks with. Thanks for you nominating me, Scott. We nominated you. <laughs> yeah, I nominated you. So.
1: <laughs> so anyway, nominations means someone has to be nominated in order to come on this podcast. So we're asking you to nominate someone in the real estate community that could come on our podcast, and who would you nominate?
2: Oh my gosh, there's so many amazing professionals out there. I'm gonna go with Allison Olson with Loans Can Be Fun, Fairway Mortgage. And I say her because um, she's an amazing lender. She has the most outrageous bright pink hair that you're gonna love. Um, But I've known her since before I was even in the real estate industry.
1: All right, Allison.
2: Allison so Allison,
1: if you're listening out there, and even if you aren't listening out there, you will listen here because we're coming after you.
0: Thanks for sharing your expertise with our realtors of how they can help secure a house for their clients' home with a home inspection. Tune into episodes from other nominees, head on over to nominationspodcast.com.
1: And while you're there, if you're tired of Zoom classes, because I certainly am, come over to the Silver Dollar Academy. I've handpicked the brightest and the most dynamic instructors, so those classes are not going to be a snooze fest. But if you're like me and technology bothers you and you like the old-fashioned way, Call Chris, our concierge, at 801-266-0606 in order to learn more about the Silver Dollar Academy.
0: This broadcast is brought to you by Title One. Located in Sandy, we are Utah's leading title company in securing a house for your clients' homes.